0: We're going to start, and I know there's not as many of us tonight, I know sickness is going around, I had a couple kids text me that they're sick, but also uh, I know it's just school started and the last thing you'd be like, oh, I have to go listen to someone talk now, no thanks, and some of us started college, so, um, obviously we're jumping back into our series, and you know what I realized is I don't have my notes out, I was like, man, I feel kind of naked right now, like, I'm like, I don't really know where I'm going, but... Last week we talked about something, and it was what type of follower we're called to be. And out of the many people in the crowd, I know, like, oh, thousands. I wish you could see it on Facebook, it's crazy. But what, what kind of followers did we talk about last week? Anyone know? And, or passive? passive or active, right? And if we are to be a follower of Jesus, we are called to be what type of follower? Active, Man, we did it. That was all that last week was about. So now I feel like we can continue. Right, let me pull up my notes here. Bear with me. If I feel like I'm gasping for breath, it's because I'm dying, really. I'm going to die. I, I, it's, I'm so sick. It's so bad. Oh, it's so not fun. All right, so if you know anything about me or if you don't know anything about me, I am the biggest... Caleb's like, I am so sick of hearing about the Detroit Lions. I am so done with... they're the greatest team of all time, and they're going to win a Super Bowl this year. Everyone knows it, right? (laughs) George is like, I'm leaving, man. This guy is crazy. Those drugs have done too much to him now. He's done too much medicine. (laughs) But I love the Lions. And I think over our time here, you're going to learn things about me, but I am just like the biggest, biggest fan. I am completely immersed in the one pride culture. The Detroit Lions. Like, I care about the third straighters. Like, that's how serious I am. I watch the little live press conferences they do during the summers because it's cool, and I love them. And now we have the dopest jerseys in the NFL. So we look good. We look good, and I own one of these now, and I feel awesome. I do love it. (laughs) And you're like, okay, so that has absolutely nothing to do with the Bible, so why are we talking about it? Well... I'm not going to tell you right away. I just want you to know that you all have something that you enjoy probably to this extent. Hopefully it's the Detroit Lions because lions are in the Bible and God's in the Bible. Therefore, the lions are spiritual. You should follow them. I'm just reading between the texts. It's whatever, but that's what I think the Bible says. Um, If you don't know the original Greek, it's in there somewhere. No, but seriously, there's something you're passionate about, whether it's basketball or maybe it's physical therapy, right, or dentistry, and you're very immersed in it. Yes, I called out a track, right? Okay, there. There's something about all of you, right? Um, Or ceramics for my wife because she likes doing that. Um, But here's a thought for you guys. I'm going to put up, uh, this is what we're talking about today. The world versus Jesus, which side are you on? Now, when you hear the word, the world, right, and a preacher starts talking about it, where does your minds go, right? Because, okay, I mean, I come up, right, and I'm not hating on this, so those listening, I'm not hating on this, but I come up in my full suit and tie, and I got my big Bible here, right? All right, kids, we're going to talk about the world today, thump. What do you think is about to happen? What do you think? What do you think? Am I... I'll i put up some thoughts. You know, maybe you don't have any... What do you think about when the big Bible comes out? I'm like, let's talk about the world. <clears throat> You're like, okay, this guy is about to... This is when the pastor lists everything I enjoy and hates on it That's what's happening right now. He's like, Justin Bieber, done. Video games, done. Anything with syncopation, gone. No. Did I like that shoe brand? Not anymore. You know, like it's done. That's what happens. Or maybe you're like, okay, when we talk about the world, it's the big do's and don'ts list, right? It's like, okay, kiddos, you know what the world is, and you know what this is. We're talking about what you should and shouldn't do. I I mean, I'm telling you guys as a teen, I don't know about you, I was like, when the world came into it, I was like, I don't care. I don't want to talk about that because we don't see eye to eye on that. We clearly don't. You're from an older time. I'm from a younger time, so let's just agree to disagree. Maybe you even think of this, uh, you know, you're like, sin, world sin. Well, what I do not sin, so world not, you know, don't worry about it. In simple terms, you're like, it's sin, world is sin. Okay, that's fair. Or, for those with those more funner terms, legalistic. You ever heard, like, man, that preacher is so legalistic. And what does that mean? <laughs> it's excessive to adherence to a law formula. They're so concerned about really to do some don'ts. But I think it's a fair question because I honestly wonder if you guys could answer. And actually, for myself, it was a challenge even to do this lesson. I was like, what is the world that's used? Because we go to scripture passages like this. It says, love not the world. If man loves the world, love the love of the Father is not in him. Uh-oh. And the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, it's not of God, but it's of the world. And so this verse, and we're going to come back to this. That's why I'm kind of skimming through. You're like, uh, okay, so clearly God doesn't want us to be in it. I see that. And it says this big C word, conform. He also says what we me be conformed to this thing called the world. So what in the world is the world, right? I know. I came up with that by myself. This is what happens when I'm alone and Candace isn't looking at my notes. ha. <laughs> There's a clear distinction made between the world and Jesus' followers. That's what I want us to know. Therefore, we ought to understand it, right? Because if we're going to be an active follower, then according to Scripture, that means we can't love this thing called the world or be conformed to it. And we'll talk about what that means. That's a fair point. That's what the Bible says. But I think what happens in our Christian culture, it's like uh, the world is always like someone hating on in what I enjoy. So, can, so, but let's talk about what it actually means. I think this will be really interesting to you. So what is the world? I found a lot of pictures of the world, by the way. So it says in this verse, you're not supposed to love it, uh, and neither are the things that are in it. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, for that is in the world, it is lust of flesh, the lust of the eyes, it's the pride of life. It is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And then again, do not be conformed. So you're like, okay, Trevor, we looked at those already. Okay, so you're wondering why the bird is there. I just wanted you to smile, because you're like, I'm throwing all lot verse adversity at you. I found this when looking at pictures of the world, and I don't know why. Like, I had globes, globes, bird. So there you go. There's your happy thing for the day. Nothing else will be happy. That's not true. It'll be fine. So what's the world? Okay, the reason I show you those two verses because I went to the original Greek and said, hey, I'm going to give him a freebie here. What's the original Greek word called? It's this, cosmos. And it literally means a secular, heathen world. You're like, that really doesn't satisfy me what it, trying to understand what the world is. Okay, well, the Bible says more about it. Okay, so we have a secular heathen planet. Great. How does that apply to me? I don't know. I know I'm not supposed to be conformed to it. Or what, so what What else? Well, there's someone who rules it. Bible talks about it. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And of judgment because of the prince of this world, this judge, I'm obviously talking about Satan. Now, don't hear, oh wait, did he just say Satan rules the world? Listen, God is in control, and ultimately kicks Satan to the curb, right? I get that. But at this current state, who rules the world? Satan. It's his domain. The scripture says it all throughout. All throughout. He is the prince of the power of the air. He rules this world. So, what do we know now? It's a secular heathen the world? And it's ruled by Satan. Guess what, Trevor? That still does nothing for me. That's nothing. Well, what else? Okay, how about this? And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. So we know we are an active follower of Jesus, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. So, what do we learn? I don't know why I put animations for each one. Oh. It's wicked. You're like, okay, great. So you've gotten nowhere farther than any other pastors ever talked about it. Let me put it to a summary statement that I think it's really going to be helpful. Okay? The world is a secular, heathen planet ruled by Satan whose values and beliefs are in direct opposition to God. That's the world that you hear out throughout Scripture. It is a physical place... Whose standards and beliefs are ruled by Satan and it's opposed to God. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. So anything in the world must be of Satan, right, Trevor? No, that's not what I'm getting at. I just want you to know, by biblical definition, this is it, okay? By biblical definition, that's what the world is. So anytime you read a verse again... uses the world, you'd be like, hey, I know what that is now. Because I think it's something we say a lot in Christian culture, and we don't really actually know what it means. It's funny when I think about that, because I've heard that all my childhood, and this is the first time I feel like I had a phrase that summed it up. So, okay, that's the world. Now what? Well, here's the thing. Here's what I think I want you all to understand. Is, uh we may be in the world, right? Obviously, we have no choice in that matter. We were born here. We were born into a fallen, heathen world, ruled by Satan, that is opposed to God. If you look out the window into Manhattan, I don't think there's any ifs, ands, and buts about that. You're like, yeah, that seems about right, right? You're born into it, and then when you're saved, all of a sudden, you are separated from it. You're also, you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm different. I'm not a part of this world. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. And you've heard that 12,000 times. So what does that mean? Well, I want to say something to you. Now, don't take this as a green light to do whatever you want, because we're going to get there. But let me tell you something. I think being in the world also means we can enjoy the things of the world. Oh, I've never heard pastors say that. Now, listen, now I, I, we get to the of of like, music and you know, this or that or this or that, but I mean, do you not enjoy a sunrise? Do you not enjoy Chinese food around the corner? Like, do you not enjoy a good game of basketball? Like, there's things in the world to be enjoyed. So why do I have these pictures up here? We may be in the world, but the world values are not what we live by. I'm saying, there's things to enjoy this world, but it's the world's values that we can't live by. Guys, there's a difference between being in the world as a physical location and the location of your heart. You're like, okay. So what? We're getting there. So what did that other verse say? It said we're not supposed to be conformed. What does that mean? I, you hear that. Don't be conformed to this world! Stop it! Okay, what does that mean? To act in accordance with prevailing standards or customs. What does that mean? I hate at this, you, you and I, George and I had a good talk, he came early, kudos to George, right? I think there's a difference between being enjoying of the world and being immersed in the world. And I'm really going to hit this home in the application, so I want you to bear with me, but I want to keep you to keep this in mind. Being in the world also means we can enjoy the things of the world such as the beautiful creation God has given us, but we are not to immerse ourselves in what the world values. You're like, well, I don't do that. Well, I'll ask you later on. It's things to consider where you might actually be. I'll ask you some questions, okay? Nor are we to chase after worldly pleasures. Pleasure is no longer a calling in life as it once was, but rather the worship of God. Did you realize what salvation, because honestly, it, it is not dumbfounding to me when I meet someone who doesn't know Jesus and they're living out for number one, them. Because that's what it's about. Guys, if I didn't believe in Jesus, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be going working on Wall Street trying to make it big in this world. I'm not saying that people don't do nice things, but I'm saying it's about you, but then when you're saved, it's about someone else. So what does this even look, out, look like? I think there's two ways this happens, okay? So you're thinking about the world, and bear with me, I'm dying currently. <laughs> um, And you see that one Christian who's at church, like, oh, I love Jesus, oh, I love the Bible. And then during the week, it's like, yeah, let's get drunk, you know, let like, like party, you know, they're cussing their friends out, they're like, and I slept with him last week, and I slept with that guy the next week. And Okay, the fallout is like, it's clear, and I know that sounds weird, like, Trevor, what are you talking, okay, I knew people like this, where it's like, and I'm not, this could be anybody, I would say an unbeliever, it's not, but just a Christian, you know those people who are like, on Sunday, they're like, and then during the week, they are something else. Here's the more concerning one, it's a slow and subtle uh, conformity to the world, is uh, you have a tight seal, but there's leaks, and you're like, "Well, you know, we're supposed to be tolerant, right? Like, right? you know I know I know the Bible says something about that, but man, you know, I just want to be loving, like cause Christians love, right and And then it keeps going and it, it keeps going and, and and then you find yourself in a place where the Bible isn't. Let's keep going. I have a great application section. I'm like super stoked about it and I've tried not to get there yet. But just something to think about. So what the world is, it is a secular, heathen planet ruled by Satan that is opposed to God. Okay? You're in it and if you're a Christian, you're in it but obviously you're not controlled by it anymore. You don't have to be. God's like, hey, live for me, not for yourself. I promise you it's better. But then, you know, and the verses keep telling us, don't be conformed, please. Don't act in accordance with the world because it's not in accordance with me. And you're saying, okay. So now there comes the difficulty of finding that balance between enjoyment and immersion, right? So let's talk about Jesus a little bit. Oh, well, I guess I have this too. This is good. What are the dangers of being conformed before we get to Jesus? We can seem to agree with the world. Because this is easier, by the way. Man, I could fill this building so much quicker if I was chill with a lot more things, right? Like, if I went out there, I'm like, hey, I'm pro-choice, you know, I'm, you know, I'm pro-this, and, you know, hey, if you just want to, like, bring your drugs, like, come on in. like." And I'm usually, obviously, outlandish examples. But even if I was the church that played, like, Eminem before we started... And guys, if you want to know something about me, right? Grew up in Detroit. Eminem is my boy. Listen, I drove a big blue Astro van. (laughs) I'm telling you, like a big Astro van. And I was cranking Eminem in Detroit. This was my childhood. But if I'm promoting that, does that mean and, And you're like, okay, where are you going with that? I'm getting there. But... To conform to the world means you can see and say, you know what? Some of the world things are okay, even if the Bible says it's not. It also hinders your witness because people are like, so you can make an exception? Is that how that works? Because that's cool, because I'm cool with a religion that makes exceptions, because then it can become my religion. We can twist scripture to the world's values. Have you seen this out there? There's a lot of crazy stuff out there where they're like, hey, I believe the Bible. Let me tell you about the spaghetti monster in the sky. <laughs> like, what? I've heard this. You, you look at me. I've met someone who legitimately believed that. I'm not kidding you. Maybe they're pulling my leg. Seriously. Don't know how it got there. But, right? but what happens is when you're like, oh, well, the world's not so bad. Uh, this seems so good. You know what? That verse must not mean what it says. There's a different way to look at that. That's dangerous. We know more about the world than we know about our God. Something to think about. We'll get there. All right, so let's... Jesus, Trevor, please, because, okay, so last week we talked about Christians. Now we're talking about the world and Jesus. Trevor, I feel like I'm in preschool again. Why? I would rather talk about the, the more interesting stuff. Can we talk about, like, you know, predestination, something interesting, right? No, I think this is important. I purposely kept the first verse hidden because you're called to something as an active follower of Jesus. All right? It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. I know it sounds weird. We'll get to it. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the renewal that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That's a lot. That's a huge two verses. So what does that mean? Yeah, I did that for you. I got you, fam. He likes Cleveland. I like Cleveland. LeBron's the best. Isaiah Thomas and him are going to be awesome. Anyway, has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Hey, don't hate on me. Don't hate on me. It's, it fits with what we're talking about. <laughs> we're all in. I can't think of a better example than the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know? <laughs> um. So the verse says, hey, so you're a Christian now. That means you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. What in the state does that mean? It really just means this. You give your whole being to God. What does that mean? You give it all to God. Everything you do, everything you, ch- you t- you're like, okay, if this is about God. I get it. You're like, okay, so when I pick up that one piece of pizza, this is for you, God. You know, I get it, okay? Obviously, bear with me. Don't be that kid who's like, you know what I mean. Live a life that would be pleasing to God. You've heard this all your childhood. I'm not even going to harp on that. Let me get to the application, right? Let God transform you into a new person. Guys, sometimes I think as Christians, we feel like we have to recreate ourselves, You ever feel that way? Like, I don't know when you guys got saved, but like, when you become a Christian, you feel like, now I have to go. And and, and don't get me wrong, it's about you being active. But sometimes, do not just let God, like, hey, let me transform you. Let me do the work. It's not about you becoming a better cookie cutter, it's about letting me change you inside out. By changing the way you think, because you're born into a world that thinks opposed to me. You're born into a secular, heathen world that's ruled by Satan. It is opposed to me, but I saved you from it. So let me transform your mind. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So what's the point? And I'm going a little faster because I'm not sure when I'm going to explode. So how does this happen? This is something... That seems cliche. Follow him wherever he leads. Right? But I take that statement seriously. That, you know what? Now, I firmly believe Jesus is real. And I believe this is all truth. I don't believe it's a religion. I believe this is truth. But I'm going to go where Jesus takes me. To wherever that leads. To my dying breath. What Jesus has said in his word. I'm going to go. And I wish I said I lived that out every day, and I don't. But that's how I should be. And that's not easy because I'm telling you, we have a world right now that doesn't like where Jesus takes us. And right now, it's kind of chill. And I'm not saying maybe even in your own lifetime, it's ever to come to the forefront of persecution like it is in like China, right? But it's definitely not uh, the favored view. Realize that true conversion necessitates transform- transformation. Fun fact, the Greek word translated, repentance, carries the notion of a changed mind. Our thinking must be changed from old ungodly ways into a new thinking of godly ways. We, What we know in our minds to be true from forms of conviction in our hearts of that truth. And that conviction in our heart translates into action. Therefore, we must renew our mind. And we hear in this renew our mind, renew our mind, how do we do that? Is get to know your God. You're going to hear me say this basically until you leave me. Get to know your God. You're like, well, I want to be like God. How do I do that? Well, get to know Him. Think about a verse or two when you sing. Like, crack open the Bible. That'd be cool. Hey, sit down and have coffee with someone. Be like, let's, it's weird. I get it, but let's talk about, like, spiritual, like, Jesus and stuff. That's, tell you guys, this is some of the best conversations you'll ever have. Actually pray for things, like people or even to God. You know what's funny is I hate, and this is why I've changed my strategy on this. I hate when someone comes up to me, I'll be praying for you. Nine, 10 out of 10, you're not going to. I, call me a skeptic, it's just reality. Here's the thought. When someone comes to me with a struggle, like, hey, Char, like, I'm really strong, I'm sick right now, and I've got, like, 12,000 TUR papers to write. Hey, let's pray right now. Tell you, that's going to change the world. I love it. I think it's the best way to do it. Uh, so, wh- where are we getting at? So what? <laughs> Some of your life is like, so what, Trevor? You're like, what are we talking about, man? What is this about? Like, I'm bored. So what? The world, Jesus, I've heard this. Come here we go. I want to consider some things, right? Reality check. The world is against God. I don't know if I haven't proved that to you biblically. I don't know what else to do. That's just what the Bible says. Now you're like, okay, but what about the things I enjoy? Well, we're getting there. There's a difference between joy and immersed. All right. If I put up here, okay, Little Wayne and Drake and, uh, you know, this movie and that movie, bad. And then T-Swizz, LeBron, and all, good. I've done you a disservice because that's not how this thing works. Is that I want you to consider something. What do you enjoy and what do you believe? What? Let me get there. Consider what you know more about, God or T-Swizzle. Seriously. Now, I know some of you grew up in church, but the thing that concerns me is sometimes I'm so immersed in the Detroit Lions, and it's not a sin to like the Detroit Lions, but I'm so immersed in them that I spend way more time with them than I do, God. Wow, that's sad, because they are a lousy football team. Don't nod your heads. I'll pray for you right now. (laughs) Right? And I know it sounds funny, but, like, some of you guys know more about Justin Bieber's celeb relationship life than, like, what Roman says. What? And I know, like, I'm not saying you need to put in three hours a day in your Bible read. I'm not saying that. Just consider it. How much do you actually know about God? Besides Bible stories and things that you've been churched about, take it a step farther. How much have you learned about God on your own? as you have with other things. Consider the content of what you enjoy. Guys, I think there's art that is secular and it's okay. Did he just say that? Might lose my job, right? No, it's fine. Pastor, I've talked about this. There's art out there that's secular and okay. It really is, all right? But consider the content of what you enjoy, because I'll tell you guys... um, big theme for me, and it's funny, my parents are probably watching right now, and they're like, you did what when you were a kid, right? Is I listened to a lot of music as a kid, and I'm not, Lord, don't let me get tr- I'm not like, oh, this genre is good, this genre is bad. I don't believe in that stuff, okay? I think you need to make your own discernment. But what my concern was, I was singing songs, right, man, that were talking about things that were awful, <laughs> fun songs out there okay like this is my fight song like woo you know like ah you know but then there's other songs where you're like like any usher song really like you know that really popular one that I really can't see the lyrics to but it's like yeah yeah and we all know we're like yeah 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 what is that talking about (laughs) Lauren right and it's funny but like, for me, it was like, ooh, I'm just saying, like, I'm not, like I said, the Christian life There is obviously do's and don'ts, I get it, but I think a lot of it is like, okay, this is how Jesus lives, and we're going to get more to as we go through the series, this is what it means to be an active follower, yet what I'm doing doesn't seem to light up with that, Interesting. Consider the time spent on the world and the time spent with God. I get it. Well, naturally, I spent about, what, a half hour, 45 minutes in Devo's in the morning, okay? and I sit and do something else and I'm listening to music in the background, I get it. There's more time. What I'm saying is, what is your focus on, okay? Here's a big one. Uh, be in it, but not of it. Pilgrim, but not hermit. What does that mean? I think there's a, another side to this too. I really do. And this is for, I don't know if you guys are necessarily here, but this is where my mind went. Oh, so here's what I'll do I will shut off everything. Ha ha! I figured it out. Nothing getting in. No world. Get behind me, Satan. Woohoo! You know, like, and then you can't possibly be uh, a pilgrim in this world, you're a hermit. Don't do that. Guys, I want to tell you right now, and people on Facebook openly disagree with me, the biggest example I saw of something like this was how people reacted to the transgender bathrooms at Target. When I saw petitions going around, like, we're not using Target anymore. Way to be a testimony, guys. Don't use the bathrooms. Because, as Christians, that's not how Jesus would have acted. <gasps> he sat with the worst of the worst, man. Are you kidding me? Oh, our children are, I get it. I get it. Just don't be stupid. And so you've got your mouth open like, oh, he went there. But seriously, guys, don't let this become, okay, well, I can't figure out the lines here, so I'll just get rid of all of it. Yeah, okay. Because you're not going to be able to witness to anybody or talk to anybody if you don't know anything. Okay? So let's just apply some things real quick. All right? And I've yelled a lot. Listen to how you spend your time. I'm a big lister. Now, my wife believes in writing it down. I'm more of a mental lister myself. But writing down is good. She's right, and I should listen to her more often. Just listen to how you spend your time. Examine. Your thoughts on today's topics. I'm telling you, just think about it. When you read that, what do you think? Biblically and personally. No, you're not dancing. Just think about it. Okay. So, ask yourself whether you know where and what Scripture says about those things, or if you even care. Okay. Here's my main question: here is if you think about these things and your mind leads towards a world's value, now I'm not asking you to question your, your salvation. I think there's believers out there that get led down the a wrong path, all right? I really do. I think you could be wrong and still be a Christian, okay? But here's something I want to ask is that if you think about these things and you think about Scripture and how, you know, like, for example, like, sex outside of marriage and Scripture is pretty clear, but they really love each other. Like, you know, it's just tax-wise, it's more beneficial just to live together, you know? Like, marriage is, it's not good. It's hard on us. So, but we, so we didn't want to wait. Okay, well that's what you think, it's against scripture. How about things like transgender, right? Bible doesn't outright write a verse about it. I think it's clear about what God thinks. Here's my question. Is you like, oh, I just enjoy the world. But when you start finding your mind to be like, you know what, the world's view of that isn't so bad. Like, you know, there's a situation where a woman could kill a baby, right? So I ask you guys, are you really on Team Jesus? Because what did we talk about? We said, it's all in. And it's going to lead you to places where you're, it might be hard to go. But here's the reality. Is the world is a heathen, secular place ruled by Satan that is opposed to God. You're going to know that phrase by the time you leave here, right? So be careful. Be careful. This isn't me coming in like, all you enjoy... Mm, done with it but here's what i'm saying is be careful because that stuff has more influence on you than you think and if you enjoy the world i hope you equally enjoy not just enjoy jesus but immerse yourself in jesus because i'm telling you it's worth it and fun fact these things become clearer as you get closer to jesus i believe that i really do I really, really believe the closer you go to Jesus, these things become clear. Okay? That's it. That's all I got. I'm going to roll over and die in bed tonight. So this is probably it for me. But, guys, I love you all. I really do. And I hope that uh, this, this maybe removes some of this apprehension of, like, my goal as a youth pastor is not to come in and just to point out things that I don't think are good or things that like I wouldn't necessarily do. My point is to say, here's truth, its name is Jesus, okay? Uh, I'm gonna point you to him, and then I believe that the other stuff will come along. Does that mean I'm not gonna guide? I'm not all source of wisdom, by the way. I make a lot of mistakes. I've changed my mind on a lot of things. So I get that. But it doesn't mean I'm like, not- no, but guys, I want you to seek Jesus. Because then you will build a relationship with him. And then, you know, when it comes time where you're tested and you're tried on what you believe, it's not what Trevor said. Because forget about me. It's about what Jesus says. Right? Awesome. Okay, that's it. That's all. Bye, Facebook. Uh, We're going to pray. I'm going to let you go, though. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for these people. Thank you that we're able to be here. And thank you for your word, your name. Amen. That's it. That's it. We can play board games uh, for a little bit if you like. Um, but I am going to leave at 7. So, but if you're all like, yo, we got to go. I'm totally fine with that. So, whoo Wow. Your back is good. I tell you, maybe the kids that came, because we started City Youth last Friday, yeah. and we had City Kids on Sunday, and we moved on Saturday, and I, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but I was telling you guys, my throat feels weird, and I'm, t- like I'm not, and I, I'm tell you, like, I looked at you guys, and I still remember, and I was like, oh shoot, I hope that's nothing, <laughs> and then Monday hits, and I'm like, ah, uh, this is terrible, maybe it'll get better tomorrow, Tuesday, it's worse! Wednesday, even worse, today's like, it's been out kind of like this flat line, so like I'm struggling to breathe, so Do you take any yeah, I've taken those numbing lozenges, which have numbed my tongue, and more than my throat, because it's supposed to help, because the worst part is that like swallowing feels like someone shoved sandpaper down my esophagus, which is not cool, um. so and I'm spinning everywhere because I can't control my like yeah it's weird man like and then like I have a sinus infection on top of it so I'm like draining and I can't like it's just gross and awful and I sound like I'm dying every morning like she'll be in the bed and I'm in the bathroom going like (laughs) like help me so it's all right and I've taken vitamin c because if it's not strep, which I tested negative, now they sent another lab test because I have all the symptoms, then now it's just like home remedy stuff. I'm like, that's the worst answer I could get. It's like, so let it take its course? Fine. Great. So. No, they don't. I'm done taking them. They're terrible. Because all they've done is numb my tongue. So I'm walking around going, <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah, anything, man. I'll tell you what. Like, I've been off coffee for like five days. I'm like going through withdrawal, man. Like, I mean, I'm like, I know that's not good for me. I'm like trying not to eat cereal, but like cereal's my first love, you know? Because dairy is not good for your throat when you're going through stuff like this. At least that's what I've been told.